You know, sometimes when I get up here, I plan to teach, and I'll often give you a lot of scriptures and a whole uh, sequence of reasoning. Sometimes I preach. Today, I just want to talk, if that's okay. So, uh, pre- pretend, huh? <laughs> About, yeah, what's on my heart. Uh, I just want to share with you something that God's been doing in me for the last couple of weeks. But before I get to that, I need to give you some background. So most of you are aware of this, but let me just tell you some of the background and then it'll come in later. Uh, obviously, Mary and I, we moved here in January of 2018. And Tim and Kate were very, very gracious to uh, let us stay with them for a long time. And uh, we absolutely loved it. Uh, but... We started the church together with the, with the team that God had pulled together uh, in February. And then just seven months later in September, Mary and I, is that a, no, no, is, is, is it me or is it actually echoing? Nope. It's me. <laughs> Everything's echoing in my head. I'm high from the fumes. <laughs> Those fumes here, guys. Uh, so seven months after we started, Mary and I went back to the States for three weeks. Uh, and just because we had planned, we had stayed for a year with our kids, and our granddaughters were quite distressed that we were leaving and never, never coming back. And so we had set some money aside to go. But while we were there, uh, you know, that we knew without a doubt that God had called us to Launceston. He had spoken very clearly and supernaturally. But in my heart, I was still asking, but God, why here? See, when we knew that there was something that he, he had for us, we said, God, we'll go anywhere. Well, this is somewhere. <laughs> but, but it wasn't, wasn't from a negative in any way. I absolutely love it here. I love Tim and Kate, if, if we came just to do life with them, that would have been great. And the, the bonus of getting to know other people has been fantastic. But there was still this question, God, why here? And while we were in the States, I had a dream. And in the dream, I just saw tens of thousands of people getting saved here in Launceston. I knew by that point that there were about 10,000 people involved in churches across this, uh, the greater area. And I saw that doubling and then doubling and then doubling again. So much so, I mean, literally tens of thousands, 20, 30, 40,000 people getting saved. So much so that in the dream, all the churches weren't able to hold them, no matter how many services that, that they did. And there were new churches being started but there weren't enough venues in the city to hold all the people. And uh, so that was my dream. Now, I have to be honest with you, when it comes to dreams, I'm just not too sure. When it comes to my dreams. Is it God or is it jet lag and pizza? (laughs) Or my imagination? It, It isn't always that clear, but this one I've held on to, and uh, what it just spoken in my heart 
was that we were here for more than just a church plant. Now you have to understand, let me aside, saying that there's absolutely no dissatisfaction. We've been a part of planting churches, uh, three different, this is the third one, and absolutely love it. So there wasn't like, oh, it's just a church plant. To me, that's the, one of the highest callings. Uh, so it wasn't a, a dissatisfaction in any way. It wasn't a sense of having a higher opinion of myself. I think I'm bigger than just a church. It was just something as a residual of this in my heart that there's something more. Okay? They understand. Just not a, in any way a dissatisfaction, just something more. So, that's the background. The last couple of weeks, as I've shared with you, when we were in Sydney, God just did something in my heart of enlarging again. And I shared that a couple of weeks ago, uh, that I had gotten small in my vision and thinking, and that God had just kind of done something in me. And so, based on that, I had actually been praying, and I was praying Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, from verse 20 and 21. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think. Some translations translate think, imagine. According to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ to all generations forever and ever. Amen. I was praying that and my thought went like this, Lord, I can imagine a lot. And I recalled the dream that I just shared with you. Tens of thousands of people getting saved so that there was no place for them to, to gather. And I said, Lord, I can imagine a lot. Are you able to do more than that? Almost a cheeky challenge. Now, having said that, as soon as I had that thought in my mind, I realized it was foolish. <laughs> of course you're able to do more than that. But my thought went immediately to, are you willing? One thing to say God's able to do something, but does he want to? Are you willing? I felt God just immediately said yes. Little bit of excitement's creeping into my heart, and I went, is it time? And I felt God said, we're very close. But with that came one of those things where God opens up stuff. I've heard people use language like, I had a download from heaven or revelation. Uh, to me, it's not like a download. It doesn't come in a, in a logical sequence. It's like all of a sudden I see something I've never seen before. It's not like a, a vision, but it's like, wow. Like, like my eyes were closed and I opened and I see all of you all at once. It's not like I see Tony and then I see Tim and then it's not. So I had one of those. Uh, I'm going to call it just a new perspective, for lack of, of better, okay? So why I'm, I'm talking, 
instead of preaching, is that I realized that in what I felt God was saying, there's part of me. He has to confirm that. It doesn't carry the same authority as his word. It could be him, but it could be some of him and some of me. So just be open to God. So let me tell you what my different perspective was. I realized that I had, had, it, I had been picturing a divine move of God. Okay? A divine move of God. Some people would use the term revival. But what I was picturing was almost like a lack of a better expression. I'm trying to communicate an idea. But what I was picturing was like a uh, divine radiation circle. Which is weird, huh? What I mean by that is an invisible something that mysteriously affected anyone who got in the area. And that's what I was picturing. Like a blowing of the wind of God. Now I felt pretty good with that, with that picture because there's biblical precedence. Jesus talked about the wind blows where it where wills in, in John 3. Ezekiel 47 talks about the blowing of the wind. And so I actually turned to Ezekiel 37. Did I just say 47? I lied. We've preached this before, but let me just go back to this again. And then let me tell you the different perspective from verse 7. So I prophesied, this is God speaking to Ezekiel, the prophet, and he's telling him to prophesy. Now, just a, a disclaimer. I said I was going to talk, but I have to teach a little bit in here because that's just how I, my brain thinks. The context of 37, following 36, is about multiplying. And later in 37, about increase. So there's something, if you go back and read those, there's something of multiplying and something of increase. And in the midst of this, you have this picture of the Valley of Dry Bones. Verse 7, so I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them, and the skin covered them over, but there was no breath in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe on these slain that they may live. And I prophesied as commanded me, and breath came upon them, and, and they lived, and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. So I thought, you know, kind of this prophesying to the breath coming, the wind, the, the spirit coming. And uh, in the context of this, I felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It's not the breath. It's the army. You're focusing on the breath, but focus on the army. And I had this sense in my heart that the breath of the Spirit's already been blowing. And what hit me in this picture was what we've talked about the last couple of weeks. Hundreds of mature believers. Mature meaning like Jesus. Filled with the Spirit. 
are the anointed ones in the world. And that that was what was releasing the thousands and thousands getting saved. And what I saw in that picture was that the outpouring won't fit in old wineskins. And then what I felt God said to me was that I brought you here as opposed to anywhere else in the world we could have gone to be part of the army I'm building. I felt God say, I'm building an army. Now let me ask you, how many others of you have moved here in the last four or five years? Hand it up real high, real high. Hold it up for a second. How many others have experienced something of a new life in the spirit in the last few years? Something that maybe of dry bones coming to life again. Hold it up, hold your hand up high. I was, you, you can put it down now. I was, uh, realized that in this church, God's added a lot of mature leaders and believers. But let me ask you, how many of you have something stirring in your hearts? Even if you can't articulate it of something more. It hit me. I didn't come here for you. I came here so that I could be part of what God was doing in us together. I don't want to sound selfish, but something I've been praying all my life, to see an army of God raised up, an outpouring of his spirit. And God said, I found a place and a people that I can do something like that in. So what does that mean? Someone reminded me this week that most churches can be pictured like a cruise ship. A cruise ship has 20% of the people do 100% of the work. And the other 80% sit around waiting to be served. A better picture of what God's building is a battleship where 100% of the people have a job to fulfill the mission. What does that mean? It means this. This is not a cruise ship church. Uh-oh. If God brought you here and he's added you is to be part of his army. 
Now, there's a whole lot that goes with that because there's always an opposition. There's always distractions. There's always things that would, would come against us. But I believe in something in my heart that God's gathered people because he has a dream. I don't have a dream. I'm not Martin Luther King Jr. I have a dream. No, he has a dream of an army. But it's not for us. It's for thousands, tens of thousands and tens of thousands coming into his kingdom. I don't think, please hear my heart, we are not the army of God. We're a very small part. But I believe there's something of the spirit working around the world. The, the word that Angela shared, ripples, hitting ripples from other places, other churches, other places where I believe there's something of God in this day and age. And we get to be part of that. So what does that mean? I just felt, will you reaffirm Again, in your heart, like Isaiah, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, he's had this experience, he's seen God's presence, and he realized he was sinful and God cleansed him. And then verse 8, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us. And he said, here am I, send me. Would you reaffirm in your heart again, here am I God, for your army. If you're not, Jesus loves you, but you'll probably want to find another church. Because I guarantee you in the next few weeks you're going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> Not because I'm trying to make you uncomfortable. But you know how it is when you're in the army. The, the king is in charge. Would you bow your head? I haven't shared with you that dream. I shared it once in a meeting of a few pastors praying, and one of the pastors brings it up over and over. I've never said it again besides that, but he brings it up over and over, and I kind of think, oh, man. But I felt stirred this week. We're going to look at it over the next few weeks. What does that mean? But it starts, we talked a couple weeks ago about enlargement. Last week about boldness. Enlargement, breaking smallness. Boldness, breaking fear and intimidation. We're going to talk about engagement. That would have been the next one. But I just felt in God this week as I was preparing, that there was just something of a reaffirming, God, I'm part of your army. 
It's not just what I get out of it. Let me set, ask you, if you've had a cruise ship mentality, would you allow the chains of that to be broken off? If you've had a limitation because of that, I'm not a professional, therefore God can't use me, will you allow those chains to be broken off? Wonderful thing about a battleship is not everyone has the same job, but everyone has the same mission. The ship only goes one, one direction. God's saying, who will I send and who will go for us? And will you say, here am I, send me. I'm not talking about the nations. I'm not talking about going someplace. I'm just talking about a hard attitude that says, God, you brought me here for a purpose. If you moved here from somewhere else, you can see the natural or you can realize that God had a purpose. He chose you. Lord, as we just uh, humble ourselves before you. You've redeemed us. You've saved us. You're setting us free. You're conforming us to the image of your son. You're transforming the, us by the renewing of our mind. All those things you're doing. And Lord, we're grateful. But there's something stirring in our hearts that there's more. That it's not just for us, but it's for our family, it's for our neighbors, it's for our city, it's for your kingdom to be advanced and you to receive glory. And so, Lord, we just respond in our hearts. Here am I, send me. Lord, I'm so grateful that you actually sent me to be part of your army. That it isn't about what I bring. It's about what I get to be a part of. Thank you. I'm going to ask the worship team if they come back. We're going to close with a song. I don't know which song. Do this, Tim. He'll figure one out. As we do, let's just allow the Holy Spirit a moment to cement in us. But also, when we finish with that, if you need prayer for healing, if you need prayer to get free, if you've never met Jesus and you would like to this morning, we'd love to introduce you. But let's just restate, reaffirm in our hearts that we're part of what he's doing. We're not trying to get him to be part of what we're doing. 
We're part of his army.